In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. With two young boys in our house, our family has had lots and lots of talks about what to do when your brother is picking on you. I'm sure at some point you've either given or received the all-important advice, just ignore him, he wants you to react. It's like the British slogan from World War II, keep calm and carry on. This is, of course, essential advice for young siblings because seldom a day goes by without someone being a bother. Part of the problem comes with just being a kid. Picking on your brother is one way to test things out, to learn what buttons you can push and just what kind of things you can get someone to do. But part of this, part of this picking on, is actually pretty sophisticated. It's a clever way of waging war. If you can get someone to react, to lose their wits, you might just get them to dig their own grave. Not surprisingly, then, these are exactly the kind of tactics that the enemy had in mind when he sowed his weeds among the wheat. He was hoping for just one thing. He didn't plant weeds among the wheat because he likes the way weeds look or because he prefers the way they taste. As wicked as the devil is, it's not as though he enjoys the company of wicked people. As though he deceives people just so that he can have a little friendship. When the devil sows his weeds in God's field, he's hoping for one thing. He hopes that when the weeds are noticed, they'll be pulled up and tossed into the fire, and that they'll bring lots of good plants with them. He's hoping that the master of the house won't be able to stand the sight of the weeds or the embarrassment of being the farmer with a weedy field. Or better yet, he's hoping that the master's servants, the well-meaning, good-intentioned, but impatient farmhands, he's hoping that they will doubt their master's competence and start pulling weeds on their own. It's precisely in the face of these tactics that the advice that we give to our children holds true for us as well. Just ignore him. He wants you to react. Keep calm and carry on. Of course, this advice is much, much more easily given than followed. It's not easy living as a stalk of wheat when you're edged in by weeds on all sides. It's not easy being a Christian, in business, at school, even among friends and family, when forgiveness, mercy, grace, and Jesus are crowded out of the picture. It's not easy to keep calm and carry on when the devil seems to be winning the war, when the world seems only to become more and more wicked, and when all we want is to be free of our troubles and our crosses. It's difficult not to react. If you do react, however, you play right into the devil's hands. One reaction is to pull back and retreat, to feel all claustrophobic among the weeds, disgusted 
to be sharing the soil with their roots. The problem is, if we're afraid to rub shoulders with the weeds, then it becomes very difficult for us to bear fruit. Think about it. What happens if a plant doesn't extend its roots or open up its leaves? It becomes weak and withers. If a plant doesn't do what plants do, then it can't grow and bear fruit. But the whole point of the parable of the weeds is that we don't have to be afraid of a weedy field. You don't have to be afraid of growing up um, up among all of these weedy plants. You heard how confident Jesus is. He says, just let them grow together. No big deal. Harvest will sort things out and will fill the barn with grain. The thing is, Jesus already dealt with the problem. He dealt with the problem of weeds on the cross. His sacrifice made sin and evil and wickedness powerless. So don't be threatened by the wickedness of the world. It can't hurt you. You're safe. Just keep calm and carry on. Keep doing what Christians do. Come to church, say your prayers, go to the Eucharist, love your neighbors. Jesus is caring for you, and he'll see you through to harvest. There's another reaction, though, besides this first one, which is perhaps even more dangerous than the first, and that is to take it upon ourselves to pull up the weeds, to root out all the evil and wickedness we see around us. The trouble is, when we take the task of judging the world into our own hands, we always end up doing it in our own time and with our own tools. And our timing is terrible, and our tools are blunt. We don't know when it's time to harvest. We don't know when the grain is ready. And we're often not very good at even identifying good and evil, evil and wickedness, things that are weedy in the field. Distinguishing between wheat and weeds is a problem for us. Telling the difference between blessings and curses is often impossible. We may as well be picking green beans with an axe or digging carrots with a bulldozer. We don't know what good God will bring of things, but we have his promise that it will all work together for good in the end, at the harvest. There's a reason that judgment belongs to God alone and not to us. We're just not any good at it. So again, the advice stands true. Don't react. Keep calm and carry on. When the devil seems to be winning the war, when the world seems only to become more and more wicked, and when you wish that you could just be free of your troubles and your crosses, keep calm and carry on. And when you do that, something truly remarkable happens. When you as a Christian do what Jesus has given you to do, to receive his forgiveness and his blessings, when you don't live in fear of the world or make yourself to be judge of the world, then it turns out that you actually bear fruit. You produce grain. Your neighbors are blessed by your love. And you might even find out that many of the weeds you think you see around you actually turn out not to be weeds after all. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.